Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner. I'm joined down the King Power Stadium today by James the Sharp End Sharp. Uh, we've both been in the uh, Craig Shakespeare's press conference pre-tomorrow night's clash with Sunderland. And we'll start with the team news, James. Um, more bad news about Wes Morgan. Yes, um, Shakey confirmed that Morgan will miss the game against Sunderland with uh, this back niggle that, um, that Wes has got. But it sounded a little bit more concerning than that because he said he's out for Tuesday. Um, but he also said that he's he's been training on the grass, but he's not been training with his teammates. And he said that he would be a way off from training with his teammates, which seems to suggest that it could be a bit of a length. It, could, it might not just be Sunderland on Tuesday. It might also be the Everton game at the weekend. And obviously after that, you've got Champions League games coming up on the next Wednesday, quarterfinal. You don't want your captain missing that. And you also don't want your captain to be actually thrust back into the lineup if he's not been playing over the last two games. It sounds like obviously it's been quite a painful condition. Um, speaking to people I know who've got a sciatic nerve problem, if that is the sciatic nerve problem, it can quickly t- change though. It can qu- quickly clear up, but I bet he's not been able to do anything, anything at all whilst the time he's been out. So there's been no training. No, of course, and, what, and as we've known through through Wes's career, he's never been the kind of player that would. If he's got a niggle, he'll just kind of he'll get on with it. And if he's got any bit any aches and pains, he's not the kind of bloke that's going to cry off sick when there's games to be played. We only saw that through, well, all the seasons he's been playing with international fixtures during the summer, and he was on the on an 88 game um, starting streak, which is the longest of any Premier League player currently. Um, so yeah, he's not the type of player to be missing games, which makes it a little bit more concerning. Uh, which also suggests that Johan Benleman will will come back will come back in and he's he's performed okay and pretty decently so so there is that and but also good news that Mark Albrighton is fit after a twenty four hour bug but whether he can reclaim his place after the performance of Damari Gray is, is a different matter. We'll get on to um, whether the Gray or Albrighton should start against uh, Sunderland second because uh, there was another piece of injury news today, Papi Mendy. Now, we were initially told that his problem was a problem with his knee, but it's emerged today, according to Craig, that it's another reoccurrence of his ankle problem. It's been plaguing, plaguing him since he joined City. He's had surgery on it and uh, he's got to go and see a specialist today. Yes, and Shakespeare then confirmed that he would have to wait for the results of that um, to put some kind of time frame on when he'll be back. But it doesn't look good for him, does it? I mean, he's hardly had a look in this season at all with injuries and all that kind of thing. It's not been a great first season. It's been a nightmare, to put it bluntly. Now, going on to um, team selection for... Uh, Sunderland. I can't imagine there'll be too many changes from the side that was so impressive against Stoke. I know Stoke had a, a few opportunities at the end. Certainly, Peter Crouch did, and uh, and Altovich had that goal ruled offside, which was very very tight call. But besides that, Leicester City were pretty dominant. We thought, didn't they? And uh, I can't imagine there'll be too many changes. No, not at all. The only one we say that 
It potentially would be a, a conundrum if Mark Orgrine is back, um, but after a 25-hour bug, it's not the kind of thing that you just recover from. You, Shakespeare said that he'd trained uh, fully, but he'd been a bit tired after training, so it would be too much risk to thrust him back into the starting lineup again. But as we said, Mario Gray was so impressive on Saturday, so so driven. He's just want to get the ball all the time, and even when. Ryan Shawcross decided the best way to take him out of the game was to take him out of the game. Mm. He got back up, dusted himself down and continued to attack. So, and, and Glenn Whelan did he as yes, well. Yeah, double teamed him. Well, like I say, it's, um, uh, from a player that's been schooled in the Championship, he, he's used to a few bit of rough, rough and tumbles, but I think his performance was surely enough to warrant a, a start. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, I don't. I think even if uh, All Brighton was completely hundred um, percent, you'd have to stick with Demi, especially if you you've been telling the lad to be patient. And when he gets his chance to take his chance, well, he took his chance. Uh, what sort of message would that send the lad then if he had to drop out of the team again after putting in a performance like that? So we we think that Gray is a pretty much a shoe in to retain his place with Mark O'Brien coming on the bench. But um, another one of the youngsters, another twenty year old, caught the eye. And he's certainly been capturing um, column inches in newspapers as well since with speculation about it. Wilfred Ndidi, uh, there's been speculation about other teams coming in. I think this was all sparked uh, by Craig uh, after the game on Saturday saying that um, Leicester beat a number of teams to his signature because they were the first ones in. And whilst a lot of clubs came in for him, he sort of um, remembered the fact that it was Leicester that first showed an interest in him and then that's why he decided to join City. But that sort of led to a lot of speculation hasn't it, that uh, other clubs might want to try and post the 20-year-old away. What was uh, Shaky's response to that today? He came up with a really, it was quite a, a, a very astute line, which said, there can always be bids, but we can always turn them down, which, in a nutshell, sums up the, the transfer window and the speculation. Shakespeare said, I've got no issue with speculation, that's just a measure of how well he's performed. Uh, he's here on a long contract, he says, we always want to keep our best players, and he is one of them. Uh, which I thought was also quite a telling line that Shakespeare already thinks he's one of the club's best players even though he's only 20 and he's only been here since January um, but it's always funny isn't it that a young a young player playing for a small club like the champions Leicester if he play, starts playing well there's always links for other clubs and to be fair yeah, it was to do with those quotes that Shakespeare had, had given but in fairness in his press conference he had been asked we hear you, you beat a number of clubs to his signature mm. can can you say who they were or do you know much of that? And that's when Shaky expanded on it. Um, but he has been brilliant, hasn't he? Indeed, he's been... For someone who's only, only just out of their teenage years, he's, um, he's, he's, the level of maturity he's shown, both in his defensive work and also his ability to drive a defensive and also larrup 25-yard <laughs> strikes into the top corner. He... You never saw Kante do that, did you? No, well, I I had a sit down with Wilfred on uh, yeah, Thursday last week, and he was uh, I was really impressed with how mature he was and how he just seemed to take everything in his stride. I and mean, we reminded him, you know, that he made his Premier League FA Cup debut, then Premier League debut, then Champions League debut, then he scored his first goal for the club against Derby, and uh, and he was just like, yeah, Champions League, yeah. I just blocked it all out. Just think about it. Just thought about the game. It, I think he treats every game as if it's a game down the park with his mates. Uh, he just seems so level headed and. Um, assured in himself and confident and that maturity for somebody so young is going to stand him in good stead going forward so they've got a diamond uh, there so what do we think then Sunderland uh, we heard Jermaine Defoe might be a bit of a, a doubt that would be a major boost wouldn't it yes it would I mean we saw in his return to England just how, how potent a striker Jermaine Defoe is and 
even at his age, you can't give him any any chances in the box. Um, I heard you you mentioned Deshaies uh, during the press conference as well. It's difficult for someone like Ben Lawan, who has had two games against Andy Carroll and Peter Crouch. Marking Jermaine Defoe is a slightly different um, uh, different prospect, but if he's not playing, if he is if he is injured with a, with a niggle, that's a that's a huge huge blow for uh, for Sunderland, a huge boost for Leicester because. Without Defoe, can you really see where Sunderland's goals are coming from? Well, even, even with, with Defoe, him, yeah. they're struggling to score goals at the moment. He's the only one that does look like a threat. And uh, they're definitely in the last chance saloon. And you know the pressure might be getting to Moyes from <laughs> what we've seen in one of his yeah. press conferences uh, where he uh, where he said some some unfortunate comments to a yeah. female I think, reporter. I think they're gone, though, aren't they? I think Sunderland... I know Shakespeare in his press conference said that Leicester were in a similar position to them two seasons ago when... Games were running out. Yeah, and nine games to go. Yeah, same, same. games are running out, and you have to pick up results. It, it's same position, but but different different context. That those that season, Leicester were always just in, just edged out of games. Always looked like they could get something out of games. Sunderland at the minute, look, they just look woeful. They look gone. But yeah, whether, that, whether that's a good time to play them or a bad time, you don't really know. Well, Shaky was very guarded against complacency. Um, he said the players are very focused. They're not taking Sutherland lightly whatsoever and quite right too because there's a bit more at stake than the three points although Shaky wouldn't admit it because he's closing in on a, on a record now isn't he I mean the four Premier League wins if he wins against Sunderland takes him to five that takes him past Gus Hiddink and it takes him past Jose Mourinho is that right? Yes I think it does um, I mean it's a great it's a great achievement um, that he joins the uh, list of managers like Pep Guardiola Mourinho Hiddink and Ancelotti have to win his first four Premier League games and you think they did it with three of them did it with Chelsea and one of them did it with Manchester City they're teams that you would expect to have the potential to win four games in a row this is this is Leicester we're talking about I know, I know Leicester were the champions but you look at the form they were in before Shakespeare took over and and the fact that he's managed to, to, to get this from this team it makes it even more impressive and it's also impressive that he's a British manager doing it because British managers never get the, the the chance or the the time to 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 really do this. So it's nice that for once we've got an English manager who's kind of ploughing his own furrow here. But he's now also got a nickname now, hasn't he? Yes, because um, obviously Mourinho is famously the special one. It was put to um, Shaky what he thought he was, and he came out with. Well, I didn't think he was going to nibble for a start with. He got asked the question. He went on for a little bit, talked about stuff, and he said, "Well." Against West Ham, I suppose we rode our luck a bit, so maybe maybe I'm the lucky one. Well, certainly that's that's going to stick now. He's going to be known as it's a bit like his dog when he revealed about his dog was getting upset with him. He got questioned about his dog's name for about four press conferences after that one. So I'm sure that'll be thrown back at him in future. But there was also um, talking about those guys, those illustrious names that he's now joined. Hiddink came out and did an interview over the weekend, didn't he, uh, where he confirmed that. Uh, Leicester approached him to see if he was interested in t- taking on the job and he apparently told them to give Shaky uh, a chance. Well, it was good advice, wasn't it, in the end? Um, yeah, he said that Leicester hadn't directly approached him but he, they'd indirectly asked the question like everything happens in football yeah, nowadays, yeah. you get tapped up by indirect means to make sure you're not breaking any rules or whatever. Um, but no, I suppose it's quite, a, for 70-year-old Hiddink, it's quite a, it's quite a good thing to say, to say... No, you should probably give it him a chance, and 
and he's taken it with both hands. And I thought he handled himself. He's always handled himself well in press conferences, but today I thought again he was Shaky was excellent. He's got to point now where he's he's throwing out little tidbits for the journalists to feed on, like the lucky one nickname. Uh, so he's giving the journalists a bit what they want, but he's also guarded when he needs to be guarded. Uh, and at the beginning of the press conference, there's a bit of a problem with the microphones, and so there's a bit of a delay, and he was laughing and joking with a journalist that came came in late. He's just shown that he's relaxed into this, and he, he's, he's, he's taken to management brilliantly. Yeah, a journalist turned up uh, late whilst we were waiting for the microphone to be fixed. So as the guy walked in the room, Shaker went, thank you, got up as if he was leaving, as if he'd missed the whole thing and it, it hadn't even started. So, yeah, he was just looking a lot more relaxed and a lot more himself in this environment now. He did say it was the biggest change. Wasn't it doing all the all the media stuff? But uh, uh, just like to note as well, the Mercury did say that because Hiddink was a target for Leicester City on two <laughs> occasions in the past, and we've been vindicated there. So that's uh, a thumbs up for us. But uh, check back on the Mercury website and on our Facebook page for all the stories coming out of today's press conference and all the build up to the big game against Sunderland tomorrow night. And we'll join you again on Dilly Ding Dilly Dong.